0: Today we have a story of entitled parents who think that the parents should travel 10 hours to bring their granddaughter to them. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, mother forced her boyfriend to cut off contact to his grandson. For context, this entire series of events was told secondhand by my grandma, but I have verified it. Back in 2016-2017, to my mother and her boyfriend had been together almost 4 years at that point. Her boyfriend has five daughters and at the time, his middle daughter had just given birth to the first grandchild, a boy. Mom's boyfriend was a doting grandpa and loved to travel and see the baby and when the couple would visit him, he would watch the kid for hours on end. Basically your all-American loving granddad. Well one trip, my entitled mother went with him to the state the boyfriend's daughter and her husband lived in and that's when it all went down from there. From what I know, the first leg of the visit was fine and dandy, no problems. However, something came up about needing to drive somewhere and get something? I legitimately don't know, sorry for the vagueness. Anyway, what happened was my mother laid out that plan of what they should do. However, boyfriend's daughter pointed out that what my mother was suggesting was pretty ridiculous travel-wise, and would require twice the work and time. The daughter basically said my mother's plan was not happening, and proposed a simpler idea for everyone to do. But that did not go well. Apparently my mother started screaming and yelling at her. How dare someone question her? How dare someone say she was not 100% right? What I didn't learn until later was that this was the first time this daughter was meeting my mother. She was never around for the past visits. She and her boyfriend lived in different states. What a first impression. So the daughter did something that, if I ever met her, I would kiss her for. She threw my mother out of her house. Said her father was welcome to stay, but my mother was never welcome back unless she promised to never have an outburst like that again. And he chose to leave, and my mother gave him an ultimatum, her or his daughter. He chose her. He didn't see his grandson in person for almost three years, and even then my mother was not allowed near. Looking back, I still can't believe the manipulation. She cost his years away from his grandkid. I remember their relationship being seriously on the rocks for a while, until she made him forgive her. She should never be allowed around kids if my childhood is any indication." Not very often does a story come along where somebody ends up proud of another person on r slash entitled parents, but it's nice to hear of this one. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, my father-in-law had a meltdown because I proved he doesn't know his son. So me, 34-year-old male, and my husband, 30-year-old male, do our dangdest to not spend an abundance of time with my father-in-law. He's a cowardly narcissist who says, hot dog, unironically. Ever since I came into the picture almost seven years ago, we have simply not meshed. A great deal of that is due to the fact that I've spent those years instilling confidence and boundary setting in husband. Father-in-law does not like being told, no. We literally got kicked out of a restaurant one time because he couldn't accept that they wouldn't give him a discount so needless to say our interactions are nothing more than the exchanging of fake pleasantries so last week we were over there for our quarterly visit the way these evenings typically go is that my husband occupies my father-in-law while my mother-in-law tests out her new english vocabulary on me this time my husband is doing the bulk of the talking to both of them because he's excited about the new organization he's working with. Father-in-law keeps trying to change the subject because it's been two seconds since the subject of the conversation was about him. My husband and my mother-in-law both snap. I'm not entirely sure what they said as my Spanish is still terrible, but it amounted to them telling father-in-law to shut the freak up and listen. Father-in-law gets obstinate and essentially tells my husband that no matter what the organization is, it'll never compare to the work he did in his youth. Father-in-law literally just hiked through Central America with a white savior complex until things got violent and he came back home. My husband understandably storms out with my mother-in-law, hot on his tail. Awkwardness ensues because I'm chuckling at father-in-law. Father-in-law said, You never spoke to me like that until you came along. I said, I know, I'm so proud. He said, you've changed him. I said, no, this is who he's always been. You just never noticed it before. He says, I know my son. I say, what's his favorite color? He says, what? What's his favorite color? It's the same one he had as a kid. The father-in-law goes silent. I say, name two of his interests. He says, they don't make any sense. I say, name them. And he goes silent. I say, here's an easy one. What's the name of the organization he's working with? And the father goes silent. This wannabe Bob Ross granola eating jerk couldn't answer. My husband said the name of the organization like five times that night. I said, you want to know the sad part? My parents can answer each and every one of those questions. And they've known your son a fraction of the time you have. Cue the screeching in Spanish. Being yelled at in a foreign language by a non-native speaker is a surreal experience. Obviously, my husband comes in and yells back and it blows up even more. But the part that stands out is the fact that father-in-law still refused to admit That he just hadn't taken a genuine interest in my husband in years. Like, bruh, you don't even know your kid's favorite color. Hello? Now my husband is contemplating going no contact, and I can't blame him. I mean, to be fair, I feel like most parents at some point do learn what their kid's favorite color is. I mean, if anything, just by the time you're getting them gifts, right? It's such an easy thing to pick out something that is in line with their favorite color. I mean, you don't have to know every little detail and personal liking and personal detail about your kids, but if you don't, don't turn around and act like you do know them on that level. Our next story is, help, I feel like I have to choose between my boyfriend and my parents. Please, please, please help. I'm at a crossroads. I, 26-year-old female, have a boyfriend of 5 years, 28-year-old male. Both me and his parents and him and my parents have never been good friends. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I bought a house across from my parents' home. They're on holiday like five to six months a year, but when they're home, my mom is always home because she's on lifelong paid sickness. Technically I bought the house myself but I always say it's OUR house just so you know. So when we bought our house in October last year, it immediately started with a whole lot of crap because according to my parents, things didn't advance fast enough. They literally lost sleep sometimes because of the progress in my home. We had a ton to do, stripped everything, put in new ceilings, walls, new electricity, paint everything etc. At first I always felt bad whenever they commented on it and felt guilty towards them for not finishing my house. Pretty freaked up, right? Then I lost my job in November last year. Great timing. And totally crashed mentally. Since I didn't have to put a mask on for work anymore, my mental health state came rushing down on me and I was an absolute wreck. Many days I went from bed to couch back to bed. Sought help and found a great psychologist. She helped me realize that a big part of my mental state was due to me always breaking myself in two to live up to others' expectations, mostly my parents. Another part was due to physical abuse in my childhood until I was about 17. So I had to learn to set boundaries and speak up for myself. Because when I was younger, I let people, again, mostly parents, step over my boundaries and never came up for myself or my beliefs. If they told me my clothes were ugly, I wore something different. If they told me I was fat, I stopped eating. If they said it was an awful child, I agreed. This whole process of setting boundaries with my parents, myself, and even my boyfriend was super draining. It included loads of tears and panic attacks. During June and July, I was in our house every day working from dawn till dusk. My boyfriend came along on the weekends since I was on sick leave due to being an absolute wreck. We got most stuff ready by the second week of august and moved in since i wanted to live here when my birthday came august 20th since then my parents have walked into our garden as they please which they feel entitled to they push themselves and their presence onto us whenever they like and just today they waited for my boyfriend to be out of the house so i was alone they admitted this just so they could give me a two-hour lecture about all the things i'm not doing good enough How could i still have boxes in my house when i have 15 hours a day to unpack impossible i told them i have too many days where i'm busy from morning till evening and i haven't even done a tv night since i lived here according to them i obviously must be doing something wrong then the other big part in every conversation is my boyfriend he has adhd and autism and i can totally understand that anyone who doesn't know him might think his quirks are weird and would have to get used to them My parents, however, have known him for 5 years and need to stop always crap-talking him towards me and other people. Due to his ADHD, he has trouble seeing work and prioritizing. I help him by making schedules and reminding him of things. My parents keep saying stuff like, He's lazy, he isn't good for you, he's very aggressive. ADHD, yes, but never towards me. You're raising a child, the list goes on. I've recently opened up to a few people about my past with my father, and it somehow got back to him. He's now accusing me of lying. So much so, that I'm even starting to doubt myself. But how can I? I have so vivid memories and I used to harl myself to escape from the mental pain the abuse was causing me. When my boyfriend came home tonight, I was an absolute wreck because of all the things my father said. My boyfriend says he also can't handle them anymore and tells me I should break with them. I don't know what to do. Because although me and my psych have been working around this theme for months now, I still feel that typical child-parent obligation and guilt towards them. And they're still my parents. Also, I can't, cannot imagine my life without my mom. I need advice, please. Thanks. I think you can still have a relationship with your parents or your mom and still be distant from them, I don't think you have to be there with them. I don't know if that's something that OP can't compromise on, but I think it would do the best for them to move away and remove themselves from that place where they can get walked all over. This next story is, my mom keeps on moving my stuff from my room. This situation started a few months ago, I'm 15 year old female and I share a room with my little brother, 7 year old male, and a few months ago he started getting scared of random stuff in my room. For example, the coats hanging from the coat hanger, and folded clothes, even my makeup bag from my desk. I simply told him not to be scared, as they're not monsters and are just objects, after a few nights he wasn't as scared, but with my reassurance he would be able to sleep. My mom caught wind of what was happening, and instead of telling him that the objects weren't monsters, she started to move my stuff and it became a problem for me as I wouldn't be able to find my stuff in the morning like the folded clothes were my school clothes and I wouldn't be able to find them as she would be asleep and wouldn't be able to tell me, which made me late to school numerous times. Or when the weather outside was bad and I needed my coat, I wouldn't be able to find it as she would move my coats to places I didn't know. I started to get sick of it and told her straight up to stop moving my stuff as it's difficult for me to find, and causing me to be delayed in many things. She just told me that my little brother is scared and we need to do it, so I told her to at least move them to visible places where I would be able to see, but still it carried on where I wouldn't be able to find my stuff and still be late. After my mom was doing this, my little brother told me he was no longer scared when I asked him, and he was in fact not scared a long time ago in his words. So I went to my mom with this information. And she told me i probably forced him to say those words which i didn't my brother even told her and she kept on saying it was okay if he was still scared and asked if i'd forced him to say it which he said no yet my mom still believes i did i went to my dad with this problem because i was getting many lates to school which causes my attendance to drop from 98 to 86 percent and explained to him my mom keeps on hiding my stuff because she believes that my little brother is scared of them Which makes me late to school, because I can't find them. He then told her to stop, which she did for a while, but carried on. Today was my first day in year 11, and I laid out my uniform the night before. And in the morning, I woke up to not find it, and be late for the morning orientation. When I got home, I exploded to my mom to stop hiding and moving my stuff when my brother is scared anymore, it's like she's scared of it instead of him. And stop, because she's being annoying even when others told her to stop. She started shouting back at me, saying I'm a terrible sister for making my little brother suffer and not sleep in the night. I left to go to my aunt's. I don't know what to do anymore and I need serious help. I would hope being able to lean a little bit more on your father. I mean, clearly they understand that OP's not making this up. Why with all this intervention from literally everybody can they not back down? They're almost forcing their kid to be scared. Our next story is, my mom demands my skills and time. For every single birthday. Spoiler, her birthday's on Halloween. About five to six years ago, I, 32 year old female, discovered my love and talent in special effects and Halloween makeup. This includes homemade latex wounds, airbrushing, etc. My mom's birthday happens to be October 31st, so it's her tradition to have me do her and my stepdad's makeup, usually the weekend of or right before Halloween, depending on when the holiday falls so they can go to a really cool small tourist town that we all love for the day and walk around and take pictures. I've always happily agreed and enjoyed doing this little tradition, until a few years ago. They don't pay me, but they've bought my supplies before as payment... I also get free labor on any car work because my stepdad is a mechanic. Maybe that's relevant to add? Last year, for my mom's 50th birthday, we rented an Airbnb so I could do ALL of her friend's makeup, as well as my own and my wife's, which took me about 6-7 to hours. Altogether, I did 7 people's makeup. Her friends paid me, but didn't pay me my hourly rate. I made about $300. My hourly rate is $80 an hour and yes, my mom knows this. Basically she called it her birthday gift and the money I did make was just tips from her friends because they wanted to give me something. We went to the tourist town and only stayed for a few hours, had dinner and then walked around for a bit, but everyone got tired really early into the night and went back to the Airbnb. Basically, I feel like I did 7 hours of work for only a few hours of fun, so that definitely annoyed me. Last year I also had to turn down a big Halloween party, and also opportunities to do my friends, and some acquaintances makeup because of my mom's demands. I say demands because it was implied or I'd get heck if I didn't do this for her, and I was really bummed about it. But it was my mom's 50th, so I did want to spend it with her. This year, early on, I decided I'm not going to do it again. I decided I'm going to go to my own Halloween party and do my own friend's makeup and actually get paid for it for the first time in 6 years. This year, the parties will be happening on October 28th. My mom just texted me an Airbnb listing and asked if my wife and I wanted to join them again this year on the 28th. I told her that I most likely would not be because I want an opportunity to go to my own Halloween party. She just replied, K, which I know is her annoyed response to not getting her way. She acts petty and passive-aggressive like that every single time I don't do exactly what she wants me to do for her. I've never been able to set healthy boundaries with my mom. It needs to always be her way, or she gets ticked, sad, annoyed, and will usually start messaging me walls of text telling me that I really hurt her feelings, and she doesn't get why I do or don't xyz, etc. It drives me absolutely insane. Does anyone else deal with this? How did you set boundaries that they finally respect? Also, should I feel obligated to give up my Halloweens, which by the way is my favorite holiday, because my stepdad gives me free labor? I'm just worried that my mom might hold that over my head someday. If they're petty enough to say, well, you're not giving up your holiday season to come out and do this thing for free that's a lot of work, then I'm gonna stop helping you out. Honestly, I think you need to take that as a so-be-it type situation. I mean, I think you should still obviously try to celebrate your mom's birthday. But if Halloween rolls around and on the 28th, you want to go have a party somewhere and make some money, I think you have every right to do that and not get shamed for it. Our next story is making my senior parents homeless. I, 30-year-old female, and my father, 64-year-old male, have historically had a rocky relationship. My parents divorced when I was five and he married the woman he cheated on my mother with. I was an only child and she had four kids from a previous marriage during my childhood years i spent most of the allocated time dedicated to my father in the divorce with my paternal grandparents every two weeks and 42 days in the summer they lived in a different state i cherished the time i had with them and they would always go to bat for me there was some tension caused early in my dad's new marriage due to my stepmom demanding that my grandparents go back to the store one christmas and get equal amounts of gifts for all our children, even taking some from me gifting to her youngest. I spent many times waiting on my mom's sofa, waiting for my dad to pick me up, and he never did. I would later find out he was on family vacations with his new family. I could spend all day telling Cinderella stories, but I need to keep focus on this story. My grandparents picked up his slack. We spent summers learning how to make baskets, gardening, camping, and various different activities. Their home was a second home to me. When I was 13, I went to go live with my dad after some methodical brainwashing and I then would rarely see my grandparents. My grandmother would call and they would ignore it. It would hurt my heart to see it on the caller ID knowing they were just on the other line. But my dad and stepmom would not allow it unless I sat at a table with them while on a call. Fast forward to summer of my freshman year, we went to visit my dad's side of the family. On the last night, my aunt and uncle who lived next door asked if I could stay the night with my cousins. My stepmother wanted her youngest daughter to be included. They declined because my stepsister was a thief. A fight ensued in the front yard that night, resulting in physical altercations. My stepmother shoved my 74-year-old pap to the ground. He had a hip replacement in the 90s and already had a stiff walk. I was utterly terrified and distraught. As the chaos ensued, I packed my belongings because they said we were leaving. I vowed then that this would be the last straw and I would never forgive them. We missed their 50th wedding anniversary because my stepmom was still upset over what his family did to her that night. The next spring, my pap had a stroke and it was never the same. The man that helped raise me during his son's shortcomings didn't remember my name. He died in 2014. Later I left home when I was 18 to go to college, where I met my husband. He has been my rock and helped when my dad throws fits in the last few years when he doesn't get his way. He has showed me nothing but unconditional love and support, and as the father to our child, mine could never muster to be. I go no contact with dad every couple of years because of his behavior. There's an old saying that time heals all wounds, but I don't believe that to always be true. I maintained a relationship with my mammy, paternal grandmother, until her death in December. She was a cheeky one who left notes for us to find after death. This woman never forgot a thing when she felt slighted. That also reflected in her will. I inherit the house that's been deeded to me since 2001. My dad knew they would give it to me, but I honestly think he thought he had a chance of fighting me for it. Since 2012, he and my stepmother have been living in an RV that's now starting to fall apart. He's retired military and has no savings. Right after the funeral, he stashed his belongings in closets. I discovered this after I changed the locks and added cameras, as I live out of state and wanted security for the home, before I sell my house and move into my childhood home. I put his stuff and what was owed to him in storage, and my uncle gave him the keys. After learning this, he's been furious. My step-siblings keep reaching out, telling me I'm heartless for keeping him out of his parents' home. He called crying, and I coldly told him if they wanted him to have it, they would have left it to him. I also told him he should have treated his parents better when they were alive. I have the deed in my hands, and there's nothing left for him to do about it. The estate is almost settled, and what land he does get will also have my name on the deed. I would rather share my childhood home with my daughter and all the whimsical things it had to offer, even if my dad ends up homeless. I'm just going to be honest and say, are they really even your dad? They may have fathered you, but that doesn't really sound like a dad to me. Our next story is, my spoiled cousin's parents think that not buying their kid something expensive is rude. For starters, I, 23-year-old female, have a 12-year-old cousin Valerie, fake name, who is quite spoiled and a brat. She's the type of kid that started wearing lashes, makeup, wearing crop tops, getting nails, etc. at a young age. She's often used to expensive things since her parents, aka my aunt and uncle, are rich. A week ago, her parents asked if I could look after her for two days since they had a business trip to go to. I didn't think much and just said sure. On the second day, she asked if we could go to Sephora. I said yes since I thought she would get a lip gloss or something. When we get there, she starts looking through the Dior Backstage items. Now, Dior Backstage makeup and perfumes are mad expensive. So I was just thinking that she probably wasn't gonna ask for anything from there. A couple minutes later, she asks if she can get this one perfume that's a hundred dollars. I tell her that it's quite expensive, and if she really wants it, she can get the mini one. She side-eyed me and put it away, and didn't talk to me for the whole day basically. Now when her parents come to pick her up, she tells them about how I didn't get her that perfume she wanted. Her parents started yelling at me for not buying it for her and saying that she's just a little girl. I yelled at them back saying that I offered to buy her a mini version of it and that she's just too spoiled. They soon left after that and soon, word got spread around that I was being rude to Valerie when literally all I did was not buy her an expensive, pretty useless perfume. My whole family basically sided with Valerie and her parents. I've been getting texts from my family saying I need to apologize for being so rude. I don't think I was being rude. Instead, this was probably the first time that Valerie has not been said yes to. Who in their right mind, when babysitting, is expected to buy a $100 gift for somebody? She's just a little girl. Why didn't you spend $100 on a small bottle of smelly liquid for her? Yeah, maybe because it's a stupid thing to do. Buy your own darn kid the $100 perfume. Our next story is, I can't post to Am I the Jerk. Hear me out, I need to know, please. Full disclosure, they were on meth and lost custody four times because we were sent to my grandma. They always just took us back, I don't know if it was legal. I've drank since I was eight, 25 now, because to them it was a party trick to not take a chaser. When I was 12, I smoked a bowl with my mom and she said it wasn't right to dad, so me and my dad snorted a hydro right after because that's fair. I've stopped since on the pills after like eight years when I had my daughter but when she died, I kinda didn't give any emotion. She stabbed me on three separate occasions and I still have the scars. They led to me getting my stomach pumped twice due to drinking, one at 10, the second at 14. On my 13th birthday, she said she was gonna fight me, and if I fought back, my dad would join her, so I hit on the roof. Apparently, that's a funny story. Everyone gets upset that I wasn't upset she died due to drug overdose, by the way, she used to throw golf balls at me or shoot me with a co2 pistol if she couldn't find the belt i've stopped the pills for the last five years and i can't understand why everyone is upset about me not caring even my two brothers willingly admit i raised them and nobody else dad worked union construction in other states so he was away a lot at this point i've been told i have an eating disorder because of raising my brothers i'm five foot ten 120 pounds I loved her, but I'm still kinda glad she's gone and everyone hates me for it, so I really need to know. Am I the jerk? If your parent, when you're growing up, treats you that poorly and legitimately harms you, when they're gone, if you don't feel any remorse, if you don't feel any great emotion, I don't think that's surprising. Plus, even just taking a step back, everybody processes these things in different ways. Some people are just more neutral in general when it comes to death. Let alone the fact that OP clearly has a life full of experiences that would influence them to feel that way that they do. Our next story is, my parents believe we should travel 10 hours via flight to them so that they get to see their granddaughter. We live in New Zealand and my parents live in Singapore. This is the first grandchild in the family, she just turned 2 years old. My parents came to New Zealand once when she was 8 months old, they stayed for 6 weeks. They didn't enjoy the visit thoroughly as they prefer the weather in singapore and they miss their type of foods available back home too they also find the 10-hour flight tiresome and would rather not do it too often my husband is a teacher and they're expecting us to fly to singapore during the summer holidays this year to spend a good four to five weeks with them so they get to see their granddaughter again I've tried explaining that it's stressful for us to fly with a toddler and have her entire routine and sleep schedule, she sleeps in a crib in her own room here, disrupted, and we're nervous to do it. They emotionally blackmail us and say if we don't come to them, then my daughter won't know them and they won't get to spend time with her. Is it really my job to make sure that they get to see her? They are fully capable enough to fly to us, but won't do it. I mean I think it's just more reasonable for them to fly to the 8 month old than them to expect the 8 month old to fly to them. If they really want to see their granddaughter, I think the onus is on them to make that happen. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.